Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mitch, and welcome back to Occasionally Explicit, episode 16. 16, I've done this 16 times now. I have some carrots, because I just went trampolining with my girlfriend, and I'm hungry. And after this, I will be making myself dinner, because I am hungry. And, yeah, that's all you really need to know. So, without further ado, after I toss my socks into the darkness... Um, I will open the podcast submissions. No, Avery sent enough fine questions. Whew! She did it. Okay. So. Yeah, I know, I know Avery sent all of these. So, uh, it's going to be a little interesting. Because she's got some things here. Okay. Question number one. How are you so smart? I'm not. That simple. I am not smart. I am not intelligent. I am not knowledgeable. Oh my gosh. I'm not smart. I will admit it live, like I do every time someone tells me. I'm not smart. Intelligence is so pointless in life that I made a whole episode about it. I'm pretty sure the last one I did, episode 15, was titled, Intelligence is Incredibly Ridiculous. It's pointless. It is pointless. It doesn't matter if you're smart or dumb. It's arbitrary. What matters is you can do things. What matters is capability. If you're not capable, you're dead. You're not making it anywhere in life. But if you are capable, you can do just about anything you want. Say... Unless you want to, like, take over the world or... I mean, you could be capable enough to do that. It's just you don't don't want to do that. Why is the chat not showing up? I have to sign into chat. Of course I do. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I have to sign in? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to crash the page because it's fucking dumb. Okay. Well, I can see the chat apparently, but nobody's watching. So, yeah. I know Avery sent all these, so I don't feel bad... And like saying that, I guess. I don't know where I was going. That sentence was stupid. Slap. Because I slap myself when I mess up in sentences today. And on every episode of Vacation Explicit. Next question. Prop my phone up here. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty great. Just went on a date with my girlfriend. She's so amazing. And, uh, you know, it's all good. Feels good to be dating. I'll be honest. For those of you who aren't dating, you probably want to date. It feels good. It's a different kind of feeling that you don't really get from anything else in your life, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Avery sex me right now. She's like, I'm sorry I'm not here. I feel bad. I was like, okay, it's all right. You're not going to die. You're not going to be outcast for not listening live. If you listen live, you get to experience me live, and I get to react to you. <laughs> She's really trying to make me, you know, what am I saying? Ow. Yeah, that should wake me up. Because I am very hungry right now. That's why I brought carrots. Mm. 
One moment. Okay. How am I doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking, Trey. Welcome to the stream. Avery, my girlfriend, sent most of these questions. She always comes in clutch with the episodes because not everybody knows about this podcast, so they don't send questions or they just don't care, which I can also understand. It's a very niche thing, but she comes in clutch because she always sends all the questions and I love it. I love her for it. So I hope you're having a great day or great night, Trey. Um, we're back on the grind of every Friday. Took a break for a little bit. Uh, uh. Sorry, I'm texting Avery right now. I know I should be. But uh, where's the questions? Fuck me. I'm so dumb. Yeah, so I'm good. Thank you for asking, Trey. Question number three, what did I do today? Well, I went to school, didn't do anything productive really, because it was kind of boring. I have some posters to do this weekend that will be due Monday or Friday, whenever, of next week. If you're editing a video right now and you want to come see one of my favorite people. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me, Trey. I appreciate you saying that I'm one of your favorite people. Must have some pretty non-important people. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for the sentiment. I do appreciate it. And thank you for subscribing four days ago. It does notify me. <laughs> Love from India. Thank you, Tony Stark. She doesn't understand the reference. Anyway, thank you for the love from India, Tony Stark. I appreciate it. Uh, let's get back to the questions. Please, Avery, I love you, but I gotta do this, okay? Okay. When did you start, or when do you start winter break? Um, I start winter break, like, literally 25th. But uh, that's because our we had a lot of stuff going on. I don't think our um, our break is not very long. Welcome to the stream, Silent Slasher. Nice to see ya. Not everybody knows about the Occasionally Explicit Podcast. Okay. All right. Whoa, don't close the phone. Hey, I just waved to you. I hope you weren't like taken off guard by that. So winter break for me starts the 25th because it's Monday and it's Christmas. So pretty, pretty shitty, I'll be honest. Next question. Do you have a job? Well, um, I don't officially have a job because I'm not officially employed by somebody, but I do walk my dogs in my mom's house half the time because I go from Friday to Friday and I get paid for, for each walk. So I get paid decent enough to get by 
you know? If I want to buy something, I can buy it. So I technically don't have a job, but I'm getting paid for doing something. It would be the equivalent of a job. Next question. Would you rather be stuck in space or in the deepest part of the ocean? Ooh. You want to know something crazy? We only know about like 5% or maybe even 1% of our entire ocean on the, like all of our oceans. We only know like 1% of it. We've only mapped like 5% of our oceans because we can't topographically figure that out. We don't have technology that can map the ocean. Like we don't have it. It's not there yet. So the fact that we know less about the ocean and we know more about space, something that's not even on our planet, you know, I'd rather be in space because I feel more comfortable knowing that it's empty, it's a vacuum. As long as I have oxygen, I'll be fine. So, yeah. Next question. Rank your top five subjects and why? Well... I have American history, English, science, math, and what is that? I only have four subjects. What? Wait. Science, math. We know math, science, history, English, computer programming. That's the fifth one. Okay. I only have five subjects, and one of them's an elective. So. Math is definitely number one. Actually, computer programming is number one, I'll be honest. Then math, and then science, then English, then history. No, history is more. So history is four, English is five. So that's my top five there. There you go. Uh, thoughts on homophones. Or homoph homophones. Homophones. You know, they're interesting. Don't see a use for them practically in the in the real world, but we learn about them in school. Pretty interesting. Uh, oh my god, I know Avery sent all these, which is funny. And there was some asking about girlfriend stuff. Top five movies ever. <laughs> this is a top five. This is a movie of all time. Uh, top five movies. Uh, we'll go from five to one this time. Uh, we got Top Gun, <laughs> Deadpool, Iron Man 1, Cars 3. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Or across the Spider-Verse. They're pretty much both really good. So they could both get number one. There we go. Do you like your girlfriend? I love my girlfriend. She's amazing. I talk about her every podcast episode because someone always asks just to make sure I'm not cheating or I'm not lying about my feelings. I don't lie. You can trust me because I have no reason to lie to anybody. I have nothing to gain from that. Ah... <sighs> Thoughts on Capri Sun? Making you thirsty. That's what I know. Very good. Not the healthiest, but it's good. It's good. Next question. What is your favorite holiday? Valentine's Day. Or not Christmas. I, only, I would only like Christmas if it was for the reason that I like giving gifts. Capri Suns are great. You are right. I do like them a lot. Um... I like giving gifts, but not receiving them. So I would do Christmas if it was just like I wasn't getting anything and I was giving people stuff. Halloween's definitely up there. Not my birthday. That'd be a little selfish. I'd be a little self-obsessed, you know. Um, 
but definitely Valentine's Day or uh, I can't think of other ones. I think it's Valentine's Day. I think that's it. Valentine's Day. I'm getting something special for my girlfriend this Valentine's Day. It's clever. It's something you have to think about a little bit. Um, just a little bit, not too much. Uh, do you have a crush? Uh, oh, man, that autofocus sucked. Yeah, I have a crush on my girlfriend. You know, she's really, she's sexy. She's hot. She's amazing. She is beautiful. I could go on forever. We would be here for another five minutes of me just listing off adjectives that could describe her. Hold up. I have them. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't write this down for this. I wrote this down for something else I'm giving her for Christmas. Hold on. Amazing, awesome, beautiful, cute, compassionate, crazy in a good way, capable, educated, hot, innocent, incredible, irresistible, important, lovable, lovely, loving, sexy, spectacular, sensational, and worth it. I did those pretty fast. We could have listed one a minute and it would have taken us a year, okay? But those are the words I, I, I have so far. If you're wondering why I just had that sitting there, shut up, okay? <laughs> It's not for you to, it's for me to know and for you to find out and for her to see because it's a gift. It's part of my gift for Christmas for her. And I haven't told her anything. Well, I have. I haven't told her about this card. I haven't told her about true extent of what I'm willing to do. So anyway, what are you excited for in the future? I'm excited to kiss my girlfriend under the mistletoe. If I've, I said that before. We'll, we'll find something else this time. I'm excited to hit a thousand subscribers. Because I'm at 151 right now, that's insane. Because that's the second highest I've ever had on a channel that currently exists. Motch doesn't count, because Motch was 167, but that channel got deleted. Mitchell Motch is number two. Lectum is number one with 250. If we can beat Lectum before a year of me being back on YouTube happens, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if I hit 1,000 subscribers before next year, like, not even before. What does that mean? Before 2025? That'd be insane. And I have videos that could get views. And I have videos I'm passionate about, you know? So I'm excited to get more followers, more viewers, more people that are interested in the goofy shit that I do. So, uh, next question. Favorite Taylor Swift song? Definitely, I think I have one that I was just listening to the other day. Where can I find my Taylor Swift songs that I love? Taylor Swift. You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mine by Taylor Swift. Those two are pretty close, I'd say. Um, favorite song by The Score. Oh my gosh, she's taking interest in my stuff. No way. Oh, I definitely got one right now. My favorite one right now is Rise by Valley of... Oh, that's, oh, that's Valley of Wolves. Fuck. <laughs> okay, let me find a score one. Uh, score, 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 the score. Uh, definitely Bulletproof by the score. It's good. It's a different one for them, and I do like it. I like it. It's very out of their usual stuff. I like it. Your favorite basic white girl song? Ooh, definitely Party in the USA. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thoughts on death? It's cold. How would I know? Why would I say <laughs> it might be really warm? Who knows? Hmm. I don't fear death, but I fear how I'll be remembered. Because I want to live a life worth remembering. Obviously, most people do. Unless you're like some weirdo who doesn't like their life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just uh, goofing around. But in all seriousness, death is a part of life. 
It's the end of life. It's new beginnings. Because whatever you believe in, whether you believe we'll be reincarnated or there's heaven and hell or you just go into a void and there's nothing. I mean, the thrill of life is that it doesn't last forever. The amazing part about us, our existence is that we don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know if what we're doing is truly right. Society may say something is right or wrong, but we don't know. And whatever it waits for us when we die, whether it's that void of nothingness or heaven or hell or being reincarnated as an animal or something, we will we'll find out. And death isn't something I fear by itself. Because dying is normal. It's, it's a sad thing to think about. You really think about it. You're, someone's life is over. Someone that you may or may not care about, someone you may or may not know or love, could die. And that's sad to think about. It's scary sometimes. But the beautiful thing about life is that you can just do basically whatever you want and hope that people remember you really a challenge for me because I make my content so out there so crazy so people have to think of me people have to be like whoa that guy is weird that guy's crazy they'll know me that's what this is about not just because I enjoy YouTube and I enjoy making content but also because I want people to remember me I want to be famous I don't want to make all the money in the world or have billions of fans you know I just want people to know who I am. And I want people to know the things I know. Because most of us going through our lives don't watch this podcast. Most of the people in the world who need advice, who need guidance, aren't getting it. And i that's mainly why I made this podcast. So if you ever had a question, whether it's a goofy question like, what's your favorite white girl song? Or a question like, how do you feel about death? I can answer it. And if you have a question like, what should I do if this is happening? What should I do if I feel this way about someone? Or if I feel this way about myself? I can answer those questions. That's why I do this. It's not because simply I wanted to show you my face more. If I wanted to do that, then I would have just made more YouTube videos. The point of this is because I know that I could help people. This is me doing the best I can to reach the most people as possible who need help. That's what this is about. And I'm glad that people can enjoy it for the other goofy shit that we talk about. For the people who really need the advice, for the people that really need help, really need guidance, really need some some way to feel comfortable, that's also a value that this podcast holds. So yeah, don't be afraid of death. Be afraid. Well, don't be afraid of anything. You don't have to be afraid. You don't. I just know that the way I'm living my life right now, I'm just getting started. If my life ended tomorrow, it was out of my control, I would not be worth remembering. I'm just getting my feet off the ground. I'm just getting to where I want to be. But it's not about me. I've already gotten what I need. I have shelter, I have food, I have water, I have clothing, I have love, I have affection, I have people who care about me. I know that I am worthy of love. I know that I'm worthy of affection, 
and compassion and respect. So now that I'm content and happy with myself, my job is to help everybody else. It may seem like some sort of God complex, like, oh, I'm going to save everybody. I just want people to feel the best they can. I want people to be able to do the best they can. Whether that's by listening to my podcast or just existing, going through your life and learning to roll with the punches and just doing what you need to do. So yeah, death is important. It's the most important part of life. It challenges everything you feel. So make sure that if you're if you think you're gonna die, <laughs> this went a little off the rails. If you think you're gonna die, then blah blah blah. If you think you're gonna die, you have the feeling that your life is ending soon, when you're old and gray, and you don't know if your life was worth it. Try to do something about it. Try to convince yourself by doing good things, by helping people, by helping yourself, and then you'll know your life was worth it. So, this got a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting today. Next question. I'll eat a carrot. Uh, <laughs> mm. Next question. What is something that is stressful in your life right now? Now, I don't like to brag. I don't. It feels bad. But I'm not very stressed. I don't feel stressed. It's very hard for me to get stressed. There has to be a lot happening at once for me to really get taken out of it, you know? Like, the most stressful thing is just managing it. Just coping with things that happen. And knowing it wasn't your fault. Okay, I was making sure the dogs weren't going crazy down there. Probably the uh, most stressful thing in my life right now is making sure that my girlfriend is happy. It's not like a bad stress. It's like, it's a challenge. Making sure that she knows that she deserves love. She is amazing, and she is perfect just the way she is. And she doesn't have to worry about societal expectations or expectations of her friends or her family. Her family really isn't pushing the regular teenager stuff like, you have to do this, you have to, uh, blah, blah, blah. She can be whatever she wants. She is capable of so many great things, and she doesn't know it. And I feel bad. It stresses me out sometimes because she doesn't know. She can't accept it. After my previous relationship with Bella, I have learned that I am deserving of love. I am deserving of affection. I'm deserving of respect and compassion. And I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to lose it because I know that it'll always come back. So I know that I'm worth it. I know I deserve love. I know that I'm amazing enough to have a beautiful, capable, crazy in a good way girlfriend with an even crazier family that i love and i love her too so the thing i'm worried about the most is that she doesn't know it 
She doesn't. She doesn't fully understand how much she has changed my life. All the way back in fifth grade, when I first met her, no, probably fourth grade, but fifth grade, I was like, hey, I like you. I have a crush on you. Because I was a baller back then. I was just macking on girls left and right. I'm just kidding. I was not a player. If anything, I was a slut. <laughs> I don't even remember that far back. But she said that she liked me too. And I asked if she wanted to date. And she was like, oh, I don't want to date until high school. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. And then a year later, it was sixth grade. We were in COVID and that was bullshit. I dropped the ball and I was like, do you still like me? She was like, I can't answer that. So I thought it was over. I thought I had screwed myself. I thought that she didn't like me anymore. And we still remained friends. We still talked the next couple of years, in and out, not really that frequently. Then homecoming comes around this year, and I'm like, hey, who should I call? Who should I invite? And I call her. I'm like, hey, you wanna home you wanna go to homecoming? You wanna dance to your heart's content? Have some great food, you know, do some cool stuff. And she was like, Yeah, of course. Which I was shocked, like, if she still cared. And then we went, had food. Her, her sibling, or her sister and her scissors friends were so awesomely funny. And she was so embarrassed. I felt so bad because she was so worried about what other people behind us were thinking about her that she couldn't, she couldn't sit still. And I felt so bad because I have developed to the point where I don't care. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that cool guy behind you is laughing at you. Or pointing at you. Or, or looking at you weird. Because what I do is I just ignore it. And if I'm feeling really funny, I look right back at him and do a little bit of this. Ah! Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think of you. I wish that, like, if that's the one thing you take from this podcast, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter if you wear pajamas to your, well, unless you have a, a stress, like a dress code, but it doesn't matter if you wear pajamas to school every day. It doesn't matter if you wear a fursuit or if you just love jazz or something, you know, anything in the world. It doesn't matter what people think of you because that is the worst thing to ever do is to think, oh no, what are other people gonna think of me when I do this? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It simply does not. Society expects you to care. Society expects you to judge yourself and judge everybody else around you because that's how terrible society is. We have been born into thinking, oh, you have to care. You have to be ladylike if you're a lady. You have to be a gentleman if you're a guy. Most guys aren't gentlemen anymore. You know, Andrew Tate has really made things worse, but that's besides the point. The point is, so when I was there, I was like, Avery, it's okay. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be nervous. You don't have to be worried about what they're thinking because they are jealous of you. And I said that about a thousand times at that dinner. They are jealous of you. They are jealous of how beautiful and how awesome you are. And they're probably jealous of me. They're probably jealous of your sister and your sister's friends because we are having such a good time and not worried about societal expectations. And they're jealous. Because they want to be that comfortable with themselves. And she probably still can't wrap her head around it. And it's especially difficult for girls. Especially difficult 
with society's social media grouping of TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and all that bullshit I don't even take part in. And they're like, oh, you have to care. You have to judge yourself. You have to look perfect. But then you, like, this... I could do a whole episode about how ridiculous society's expectations of women are. You have to be skinny, but not too skinny. You have to be... You have to be big, but not too fat. You have to be pretty, but not too pretty. You have to be... Like, you have to be put together, but not too put together, because then you're stuck up. You have to dress nice, but not too nice, because you look like you're trying to show off. You have to dress comfortably, but not too comfortably, because then you look like a slob. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad, and I, I do not envy any girls. I would never want to be a girl. It is such a terrible experience. And if if any girls are watching this, you don't have to care. You just don't. I've lived most of my life not giving a shit. And my life has been pretty damn good. Because I have not been concerned about other people's opinions of me. I've not, I haven't been embarrassed since the fifth grade. I have not been embarrassed since the fifth grade. I've lived four years of my life so far not giving a shit about anybody's opinion of me. Because everybody thinks I'm weird. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Everybody thinks that I'm stupid. Well, no. Everybody thinks I'm smart. And that's, like I said, not important. And I think, yeah, I don't fucking care if you think that. I don't care if you think my ass is fat. If you think that I'm weird. If you think that it's weird that I walk in the hallways really fast. You just walk really slow if you're hearing this and you're that person. Walk faster. You're taking too much time. Anyway, side tangent aside. Aside. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Next question. How do you cope with stress? Well, since I don't get stressed very often, what I like to do, because well, I was stressed this week. I was stressed about Avery. I was stressed about myself. Not about my opinion of myself, because I'm okay. I'm all right. It's all I need to be. I'm enough. And that's enough. But I was thinking about the stuff we did today, and what we were going to do in the, in the past. You know, about going trampolining and hanging out with her, kissing her, and saying all these thinking all these things like she is so awesome and I'm not there I'm not I don't see myself there like I just don't feel that way I'm enough I'm adequate I'm good enough I know I'm good enough to get an amazing girl to love me her first love by the way not even like she's dated other people I am her first boyfriend how lucky am I? So, what I did, it was it was like 10 o'clock at night. I don't want to think about this right now. I want to go to bed. So what I did was I sat on my bed. Like this. I, got up. Oh. I sat on my knees. Like this. I crossed with them, but I can't cross them on this. I mean, I could. Ignore my muscles on my legs. It's so gross. I, I crossed my knees like this, set my arms down on my knees, and just breathe in and out. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And I did that for like a solid 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And it slows you down. It de-stresses you. It calms your body, it calms your mind, because your mind is only focusing on breathing in, breathing out. And you do that for long enough, your brain is like, oh, okay, 
what were we stressed about again? And then you can tackle things with a level head. So that's how I do it. When I've been stressed, which isn't that often anymore, that's how I, that's how I cope with it. It's not going to work for everybody, I'm sure. It works, it, it works for me, but I'm not like everybody else. We already know this. But if you want to give it a try sometime, if you're really stressed out and you want to, if you want to just not deal with it, don't just suppress it, you know, but tackle it with a level head instead of thinking, oh my God, all over the place, you know? So just breathe in. Breathe out. And do that for like, not less than five minutes probably. And your body will de-stress, decompress. Your entire body will chill because you are not doing anything except breathing. That's how I tackle it. That's how I cope. And I think it works. It's a very common thing. You probably don't, you're like, oh, no, that would never work. But just the act of cleansing your lungs, making sure that you are breathing, breathing deeply, breathing slowly, it slows down your heart rate. It slows down your brain waves. So your brain's neurons are constantly firing about this idea or this thing you're stressed about. And then boom, then you can tackle it one step at a time, thinking about how you can solve something or how you can talk to somebody or how you can just not stress. Because just suppressing it, that's not what you want to do. Then it'll just keep building up and up and up until you explode. Not literally, obviously. You'll figuratively explode. You will probably just snap because of how much stress you're building up. Happened to poor friend Nicholas, ex-friend Nicholas. He did that. And that's why we're not friends anymore. Not stress purely from him. Just stress from me as well. All these thoughts he had, he didn't express them. He didn't do anything. He just suppressed it in his, in his gut. He didn't say anything about it to me. And then he just let it all out in this one message and said he didn't want to be friends anymore. Not, that's not the way to live your life. You should always, always make sure you don't suppress your emotions supp or suppress your thoughts because it's never going to work out. Do you have a schedule? You're going to disappear for tonight, but you'd like to tune in for the next one? Yeah, it's every Friday at 8 p.m give or take. I mean, it's always after eight or eight, eight, at least eight o'clock at the latest, like eight, 10. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the compliment about it. it is, it is chill. It's very quiet in here. It's a nice atmosphere. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. All right. So yeah, that's how I cope with stress. What is something you want to tell your girlfriend? I'm going to tell her after the thing I want to tell her right now, I'm going to tell her after the podcast about how she kisses. All right, see you, Silent Slasher. Nice meeting you. Something I want to tell my girlfriend right now? Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit about me or about whoever's you're texting or whoever's giving you shit in, in life. Whoever's making you think that you aren't enough. Whoever's making you think that you aren't worth it or that you weren't worth loving. You aren't worth being complimented every day. I compliment her every day. I do not stop. Maybe a little a little overboard. But I already know everything I need to know about myself. So if I'm not complimented, it's not like it's unbalanced because I already know. I know. It's not like I'm full of myself, like, oh, I'm so capable and so great. No, that's not it at all. I am very capable. I can do basically anything I want to do when I set my mind to it because that's who I am. That is how I work. But 
That's all I really need. I don't need to be smart, because that doesn't matter. I don't need to be knowledgeable, because I really can just search something up if I need to search something up. And that's really it. So yeah, I want my girlfriend to know that she's worth it. I want her to know. Because I have this card here. Can't see any of it, because it's big and fucking bright, which is great, so you can unspool it. But uh, adjectives that describe Avery. Already said it at the beginning of the podcast. I feel this way about her. And I do not, I don't always like talking about my previous relationships because it feels disingenuous to be dwelling on the past, right? That's some people can agree with me on that. You sometimes you feel like you're cheating yourself in a way, you're cheating your relationship you have now, or lack thereof. But I like I like to reflect on my past experiences. I like to reflect on my past decisions. And I don't think that I've truly talked about what happened to the extent that it would actually make sense that I'm so ready for this with Avery. With Bella, it was all affection. It was. There was no real love. We said I love you, you know, but it was affection. It was attraction at first sight. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but it was it was not like nothing I'd ever felt before. I felt loved. I felt affection that I was deprived from because when I was dating Rachel, it was just nothing. No affection, no love, nothing. And I, the first girl that because okay here's a moment that i can talk about i'll admit that i'm not perfect nobody is because even me someone who's been going at this no worrying no caring about other people think no insecurity for years now i became insecure because the first girl i met after i was deprived of affection who was giving me all this affection was the girl i wanted to date the girl i wanted to hang out with every day the fact that I was so deprived drove me to make terrible decisions. Not ter Okay, not terrible decisions. Not the wisest decisions. They weren't bad. In retrospect, it was the best decisions I probably could have made with that mindset. I'm glad I didn't make worse ones. But I have omitted some of the information that you probably are interested in about me and Bella because I care enough about her opinion or about her image to not share some of the stories of what we did. It wasn't anything bad. Like, it wasn't anything evil. Like, we weren't trashing these places. We were just hanging out a lot at this one park. And it's okay. I can talk about this. This is my podcast. We were sitting at this one tree in this one park. She was on my lap, and we were just talking because, you know, just whispering sweet nothings. And she told me, oh, don't, don't kiss me on my neck or on my, on like, you know, this area. Because then I get, you know, horny. That's what I think she was going for. And me being me, I was like, ooh, really? Are you sure? And I challenged that. And I did. And I, I did it a couple times. And then, and then, I can talk about this. I can talk about this because this is just what happened. I'm a, why am I afraid? It's okay. I'm not going to get shamed for talking about this because it was my fault. 
after a couple times of me doing what she told me I probably shouldn't do. Because I'm a fucking bozo. <laughs> and I'm very stubborn. I don't like hearing no. Well, unless I care about the person, then I accept it. But I like, I don't like taking no for an answer very often. Especially with YouTube, especially with my career, my careers and my my habits, my hobbies. And when she said, if you do that one more time, I'm gonna have to take you up to the port to the porta potty and rail you. Now, this is a very sensitive topic. This is a very this 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 is still a, kind of an open wound for me because I'm still processing this. I'm still processing how affectionate she was and how desperate that I was to get any affection in the first place. We were both insecure in that relationship. I will admit it. I don't know how she is now. I don't talk to her anymore, but I ended it as amicably as I could. She, she was okay. She's not a bad person. She isn't. She just simply isn't. She has a broken, she comes from a broken home. She has went through hell and back. And I do not, I do not, I do not envy her at all. And if she's listening to this or one of her friends is listening to this or somebody who, who knows her is talking to her about this, I'm sorry if this offends you, but this is my podcast. This is my life that I am relaying for topics. And... I just feel like we were both insecure. We both were desperate for affection because she was getting no love from her family. Her whole family is a bunch of racist, just uncaring people. Her parents, as she described them, were not stable. They were yelling at her and saying terrible things to her to the point where her mother manipulated her to believing that she wasn't beautiful, that she was ugly, and that she was the only one who could tell her the truth, and that nobody else was actually telling them the truth. If you've watched Tangled, a Disney classic, where the main character, Rapunzel, is in a tower and told all these negative things by her mother, and then her mother tells her, I'm the only one who's going to tell you the truth. That's textbook manipulation. Literally textbook. To the point where it's in a movie. And I felt so bad. I felt like I had to be there for her. And at the time, I was like, yeah, this is what I should do. The decision I should have made was to avoid all the red flags. And back out before I dated her. Before I got anywhere close to her. Before I got up in her business. And up and almost, almost... Oh, I don't want to say it. Almost inside of her. There were a few clo there were a few times where we like we could have could have had sex. And I it's a sensitive topic. We're all very young. Not even close to adulthood yet. But the topic is still relevant to this day. So that that's what I'm saying. Could have lost my virginity several times when I was dating her. And it wouldn't have been a responsible decision. I would have had a condom, obviously. I have one in my wallet in case anything like that ever happens with anybody. Whether it's my girlfriend or something stupid happens. You know, I'll just have it. But it would have been a terrible decision. 
And she's already... Well, now I'm just spreading things about her that she probably doesn't want people to know. Because she told those things to me in confidence. We're not going to say that. Never mind. This is too... This is That's too much. I'm not going to spread everything I know about her. Because that's just wrong. That's wrong. I can say what happened between me and her. But... Yeah, I... I, I tried to end it as amicably... Amic, amicably as possible. Because I didn't want another Rachel situation where we were shouting at each other and I hated them for months and didn't think they were, you know, blah, 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 all this bullshit. So I try my best to in, in, in spew, invest, what word am I looking for? I don't know what word I'm looking for. I tried to just tell her, I love you. And I want you to be happy. And you'll find somebody better than me. You have to believe that you can change. And you have to believe that you are capable of anything. You are amazing. You are beautiful. Well, no matter what your mother says. And you will find somebody eventually. Don't give up. That will treat you right. Like I did. Because I was probably the nicest guy in her life for a month. And if she comes after me or one of her friends comes after me for this, this is what happened. Not, I'm not going to just omit the truth anymore. It's no better than lying. I don't care what somebody says. Oh, you shouldn't say it because it's... Blah, blah. I'm not going to omit the truth anymore. I'm going to be completely honest with my audience. That's what I set out to do. And that's what happened. We almost had sex in a porta potty because she is a very very affectionate woman and I don't speak negative I don't say this in a negative way I don't say this because she's I think she's bad or that she's not you know it, it's not that she is she was at least when I was dating her insecure because the rest of her life the rest of the people in her life were showing her no support were showing her no affection whatsoever and then the one guy who shows her all of the affection she wanted. Because she's throwing out all this affection. Just all over the place. Hoping somebody will come back and return the favor. And I was the only one who did it. I was the only one who could try to convince her that she's a, she's pretty. That's it. That she's worth love. She's deserving of it. She couldn't believe it. I see that happening with Avery. And I don't want this to happen again. Obviously, it's not to the same extreme degree. It's not like Avery's not being loved at home. It's not like she's not getting the affection from her family. But she still doesn't believe it. And if Avery, if you're listening to this, you just heard this story. I have not told you this. And I should have. I really should have. I should have been honest with you. But I did not think that it was the right time for this. I think now that we've advanced far enough here, I can talk to you and talk to everybody about this. About what happened between me and Bella. Because I need to be open with everybody. I need to be honest with everybody. It's a promise I made to myself. I don't break my promises. Except for the one time. Where. It was with Bella. Where I said. I promise. I will never leave you. I might start crying. Because this, this, this does haunt me. This does, 
it makes me sad because I lied. I lied to a woman that I cared about and left her. And maybe I shouldn't have said it. Maybe I should have stayed with her. Maybe it was the right decision. Maybe considering the circumstances, it was the best I could have done. But I, it still haunts me that the one promise I made that I broke was to a woman that loved me. Who I said, oh, I promise I will never leave you. I promise, no matter what happens. Even when her mother was telling her that she couldn't date me because she was too young. I said, I'll wait as long as it takes. I lied. It does haunt me. It's rare that you'll see me cry because I, I, it's rare that I feel this way. It's rare that I regret something. I don't have many regrets in my life. I never really look back. But this one was, this, this hurt. Because I made that promise and confidence, I won't leave her. Because she needs somebody. She needs something to hold on to. Because she wanted to, she was constantly threatening to end, to end her life. But she didn't think it was worth it. I had to keep pulling her out of it, saying, no, it's okay. Your life is worth it. It was the one time and the last time that I ever broke a promise. And you can see I'm crying right now because this does mean a lot to me. This haunts me. This haunts me when I sleep. This haunts me when I go to bed at night. Thinking, hey, Pravath. Hey, you're joining right as I'm starting to cry. Um, yeah. You don't need, you'll, you'll hear the rest of this if you go listen to it when it's uploaded on YouTube and Apple Music. Or Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and everywhere. But yeah, we just had a good chat about um, about my past relationship before Avery. And yeah. I don't have many regrets. But that's one of them. Thank you for lightening the mood, Pravaz. We are not having a business deal. So Pravaz here, he is a fellow student in my classes, and he really, really wants to be a host on Occasionally Explicit. He really wants to star in it. He really wants to make a deal to be on an episode, but I am not ready for guests. I need to set up the infrastructure on this, ep on this series for that to even be possible, because nobody is really emotionally mature enough for something like this. That's why I'm the only one doing it. But uh, no, we're not having a business deal for boss. But uh, thank you for joining anyway. Anyway. <sighs> What's the next question? What embarrasses you the most? Nothing. I don't get embarrassed. I can't feel embarrassment anymore. Like, I just, I don't care enough. I don't, it doesn't matter to me whether or not somebody says something about me or someone judges me. Because that's not my fault. Unless I'm like actually doing something inherently bad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything to me. I have transcended the point where I don't care anymore. I can live my life in peace. Knowing that it doesn't matter what people think. So I don't get embarrassed by anything. 
Next question. Who do you look up to the most and what qualities do you love about that person? Definitely my mother. Because she got me where I am today. It's so dark in your room I can't see. Well, you're only supposed to see me. I'm not supposed to see any of this stuff. This is supposed to be a chill podcast. Just chill in the dark mostly because it's at night. You know, that's how you know it's at night. You can see me. I'm, I'm lit. I'm illuminated as you can see. So, yeah. I look up to my mom the most, and she got me to where I am today. She taught me all of this. Wasn't, I mean, uh, I won't give my dad all the crap. My dad still taught me some stuff, but most of it has not helped me. You come into my house? Oh, I'd like to see you try, Provost. But, uh, yeah, seriously, we're not doing any deals. I'm not having anybody on this podcast. Not for a while. Because I need to set up the proper structure for people to actually be able to guest people to be able to be serious about it because I know you're not serious about this. I know you don't actually give a shit. I know none of you who were asking me today, oh, you have a podcast? Actually give a shit. And that's okay. I'm used to it at this point. Uh, uh, next question. Wait, I was already answering the first, wait, what? Um, no, you cannot see my bio project. I didn't even start it yet. Well, I did start it, but I'm, I'm doing it this weekend. Um, but yeah, my mom is just, She's so compassionate. She's taught me how to love, how to not care, how to care about things but not care about most things. How to treat people with respect and treat people the way you want to be treated. And how to just do the best we can until we know better. Until we, we do better. I said that. I watched I, I that line so bad. But that's the same line I've used in probably at least five of these episodes. We know... Only so much. We always are continuing to learn things. We're always improving ourselves, hopefully, unless you're stuck in the same place for some reason. We do the best we can until we know better, and then we do better. Life is always about learning. So it's never just you learn everything you need to know, and then you're done, and you did it. It's a work in progress. Success in progress. Thank you, Provost. Uh, so yeah, she, that's why I, that's why I think she, I look up to her the most. Next one. What is your love language? Basically every single one of them, except for the gifts part. I like giving gifts, but not receiving them. If I receive them, I feel a little, like a little guilty. Like, why did they give me this? You know? I'll still accept it. But like, if they, if they were like asking me what I want, I'm like, I don't really want anything. I don't want things. Like, I don't have a desire to buy things. I just have a desire to have money. So if I ever want to buy things, I can't. Let's play Fortnite. It's too late, dude. It is way too late tonight. I am not doing that. But, uh, yeah. Fortnite's weird now. It's been weird. It's always been bad, but it's extra bad right now. So, yeah, I basically have all the love languages. Like, I'm basically all of them. I'm all five. So, I'm complicated. How do you like to be comforted when you're sad or upset? I like to think to myself, it's okay. It's alright. You're not well, most times, you're not responsible for this. It's not your fault. Especially if something, like, my dog Chase, God bless his soul, he died of cancer, of brain cancer. He had a tumor in his brain, and we didn't know about it until it was too late. I knew it wasn't my fault, but I still felt sad. I lost my spirit animal. He was truly my dog. 
and probably no other dog will replace him in the near future. But I cope with sadness like the same way I cope with stress. Calm, lectin, and I overanalyze, and I recollect, and I think about what I could have done better, and then next time I do better. That's how I do it. That's how I live my life. Because life isn't worth living if you're not happy, if you're not comfortable with yourself, and you're not calm and collected. That's what matters. It doesn't matter if you have money or fame or you have a lot of friends or you have a, a beautiful, stunning girlfriend like I do. <laughs> but what matters is that you're happy. Because once you're happy, the next priority is, are the people around you happy? What can you do to help them? Because it's not your entire responsibility to do that, but it is your responsibility to try to help them if they need help. Try to comfort them when they need comfort because they probably did the same for you. And that's what matters to me. It's just making sure that my girlfriend is happy. At least around me. I don't know what she does at home. For all I know, she just sits on the couch all day. But when she's around me, I want her to be comfortable. I want her to be happy because I care about her a lot. And uh, Pravas, you, were, you weren't here when I was talking about a previous relationship. But if you want to hear about that, you can tune in to this episode fully when it's uploaded to YouTube and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music, and, and Spotify, all those places. Because you missed the first 40 minutes, roughly, of this podcast, and you're probably going to want to hear it. Unless you don't. I don't really care. I just do this because I want to do it. Next question. Because Avery sent most of these. I'm sorry I'm not there. I love you, secret admirer. I love you, too. Next question. What's the cringiest thing you've ever put on social media? You have to dip right now? Well, see ya. Thanks, man. Uh, craziest thing? Cringiest thing you've ever put up on social media? I don't really feel cringe, you know? I just don't, you know? I can't. I just don't know how to describe it. I don't cringe anymore. I, re I recall my past experience. I was like, oh, that was, you know, that wasn't the greatest decision. Or, oh, well, I don't do that anymore. Or I'm glad that I've grown. But I don't really cringe. Like, if I see a picture of myself from fifth grade with weird hair and weird face, faces shrunken more like this, like more circular than oval, like my face is now, I'm like, oh, wow. Well, that happened millennial moment <laughs> and i'm like okay that's it i don't really get cringed out so can't really answer that one next one don't slap yourself past avery ah the masochism <laughs> i'm just kidding uh i probably i probably am a masochist i think next question what's the last turning point what was the last turning point in your life and what thing what thing keeps you going on hard days that's a good question Last turning point was after I broke up with Bella. And I really had to examine myself because I made some interesting choices. I I really didn't know why I felt those those ways about her. I didn't know what I did wrong. And it's just taken me a little bit to realize I was insecure. I was lacking. I was deprived of emotion and of affection from a relationship that wasn't from a family member or or a sibling, you know? 
an actual dating, like kissing, hugging, and all that shit, I didn't get any of that from my first relationship. Now my second one, it's all of it. The third one, it's just in the right, right spot. Because we got this one, we got this one, and we got Avery right in the middle. It's perfect. It's perfect. So my turning, my biggest turning point was this year. When I broke up with Bella. And I had to examine myself. I had to think, why did I do that? First, second of all, I had to examine, fuck, I broke the only promise I made to her. Like it was nothing. Now that's making me sad again, but it's true. I did break that promise. I lied, which is why I promised myself never to lie again. And if I ever promise I'm never going to leave you, I will set myself up for failure. Because I need to really, really love them. Like love them enough to marry them after high school for that to ever be said to anyone again. So after I broke up with Bella, I was like, okay. My life is still worth it. I still deserve love. All I got was affection from Bella. Why did I stay? We had nothing in common. We had nothing... Now, in retrospect, there was a lot we had in common. I just can't list it. We had some things in common. We had some interests that we shared. Because... <sighs> I'm just going to keep going through the rabbit hole of everything we did. When Before we even started dating, and I was like on a call with her, because I, I would call her like every day. She would always call me on Instagram, and we'd have video calls for several hours on end. And she was like, hey, what are you, uh, what, uh blah, blah, blah. I'm, this is my interest, blah, blah, blah. This is what I would like, I want a boyfriend. And it's like, that's me. And every single one she said, I was like, that's me. And then I was like, wait a minute, so I could just be your boyfriend. And that's how that really happened. I, it was actually a very wholesome moment because she was just listening to all these things. And I kept saying, wait, you're just describing me right now. And I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, you got to date me right now. Because I was very new to it, especially after Rachel. But, you know, it's really an interesting experience to be able to rec recall all this, all this stuff that happened. And the thing that sucks is that you don't realize how much you suppress, even without even thinking about it. When you date somebody for the first time, truly date somebody, you're like, okay, I see some red flags, but it's okay, I love them. And you see them through rose-tinted glasses. You don't think they could do anything wrong. And you don't let it get to you until you're done, until you've broken up with them. And then it all hits you, and you're like, oh, why did I do that? You know? Why did I put up with that? You know? So that was really my experience with Bella at the end. I was just, holy shit, I really let myself go. I really just didn't care about anything else. <sighs> anyway, the and the hard the thing that keeps me going on hard days is the fact that I know I'm enough, and I know that I've not reached my limit. I know that I can do anything I want. I can truly do anything I want if I set my mind to it. Let a few tries if I don't make it the first time. I can do anything I want. There is nothing, well, almost nothing, that I can't do. If I really want to do it. Because you can't, you can't knock me down very easily. You can't bring me down to a level where I can't get back up. Because I always get back up. I always find a way. It's not like I have a specific thing that keeps me going. If I were to say my girlfriend, you'd probably be like, Oh, that's so corny. But it's true. 
Like this week was one of the most painful weeks of, of indoor track that I've ever had. The thing that kept me going is that I would text Avery after every single practice. I maybe even call her some days. I'd be like, hey, this fucking sucked, but it was okay because I was thinking about you. I didn't tell her that. I should have told her that. I think she always cringes when I say that, that I was thinking about her. I, but I, I think about her daily. She's always in my mind. It's never like, even subconsciously, like even when I'm asleep, I'm thinking about her. Even when I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking about her right now. Even if I was editing a video, I'd be like, damn, I wonder what Avery's doing. And I text her, I'm like, what are you doing? Ask what she's doing. Even if she's doing the most boring shit, I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah. It's probably better than what I'm doing, you know? So the thing that keeps me going is my will. My willpower. Because no matter how many times I get close to breaking, no matter how many times I fall off an ATV, break my elbow, or twist my ankle and have to walk around like I don't know how to walk, no matter how many times I lose someone, I lose a pet. Or make a mistake that I will regret for the rest of my life. I always find a way to keep going. Because even if I have no one and nothing, no property to my name, no friends to call my own, and no family that I can go back to, I was brought into this world can't give up it's so corny but no matter how many times something like that happens i just can't bring myself to give up unless it's something truly in my mind impossible and in those cases i examine like could i have done that most times i'm like okay i can do this it hurts it really hurts it's miserable it sucks it's painful it's mentally draining but I can do it. And the fact that I can persevere, I hope inspires more people to think, okay, don't give up. My life is worth it. I don't need to end it. Because there's a lot of people that still commit suicide every year. And that sucks. It's miserable. It, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine because I was, I was that kid. Back in fourth grade, I had moved so many times that I thought my life didn't have a purpose and I wanted to end my life. And I got put into therapy and got taught that I can do something and I do have a purpose. And even if I don't, it's okay because I am enough. So that's what keeps me going on hard days. I've had some hard days recently, like today, recollecting all the experience I've had with Bella and reconciling with the fact that I lied to her and that the one promise I've ever broken was to a girl that loved me. And with that being said, this episode is getting kind of long. So I'm going to try to finish the rest of these questions without getting too sappy. And I also want to make some pasta because I am starving. So next question. Uh, yeah. What do you like about your girlfriend? Well, all those words, man. And she's just so wholesome. And she's so sweet. And she's so, just, I don't even know how to describe it. It just makes me feel so good, you know? And I don't know. 
I can't describe it. If you ever date somebody who makes you feel this way, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll feel it every day. No matter how sore you are, no matter how exhausted you may feel, you'll always think of them and think, I could do this for them. That's the beauty of love, is that it can make you do amazing things. It can make you do crazy things. It can make you do stupid things. You know, we always, we always make stupid decisions when we're in love. Okay. Next question. Well, who are your friends right now? And Garrett, I've known him since I was a child. Uh, my friend Hans, I don't talk to him much anymore, but he's still my friend. Uh, my friend Jack from uh, from Indoor. Uh, friend Connor. Uh, Avery is also my friend, as well as my girlfriend. You know, friends in there. Uh, my friend Milo. Um, getting to know him a little bit more. He's like Hans. He's super. He's super knowledgeable. Um, I got a. Yeah, I don't got many people. So, I super boss is my friend, not close friend, because you all know all of the guys who whose true intentions are just to fuck with you, you know. So, I don't really give a shit. I tolerate it because I don't care enough to actually say anything, because it makes them happy to just mess with me so i'd rather them be happy and me ignore it than them not be happy and angry at me for some reason because i don't fucking care next question subway or jersey mics definitely subway i've had i haven't had jersey mics but it sounds pretty good i'm sure it's not too different from subway i think they're both pretty good next question would you rather go to laser tag would you rather go to laser tag or go rollerblading i know this is avery asking this because these were the two we were picking between along with um trampolining we, she had this list of 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 ideas and she's like what, what what do you want to do i was like well it's your decision here so we came down to a couple options so i think she's trying to she's trying to figure out what i want to do next i like laser tag i like i haven't been rollerblading i've been ice skating recently and i fell on my ass so many times so so many times but it was awesome so i would be open to both i've already done ice or lasers laser tag so I'd be more comfortable with that, but I would also be comfortable trying something new, you know? Okay. Uh, what is a pet peeve of yours? List a few. Uh, one pet peeve I have is people say 3 a.m. in the morning or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. <clears throat> Man, I really want to punch those people in the face. You know what a.m. means? It means before noon. It means from anytime between midnight and noon. P.m. means anytime between noon and midnight that's why they are there just say three in the morning or in the afternoon or 3 a.m or 4 p.m that pisses me off that fucking that takes me out of like my regular state of just chill because as soon as i hear that i'm like you are clearly not understanding how language works okay it freaks me out like when i when someone i and especially someone i admire says that i'm like how could you do that to me it's evil. It's like you don't even realize it sometimes when you do it. I have never done that. I can assure you that I have never said that before. So, yeah. That's uh, one of my pet peeves. Another one. People give too much of a shit about everything. People make a big deal about everything. And I just can't be bothered to care. I can't be bothered to actually feel any remorse for anything. Like, oh my god, this person did this. Oh my god, this person's worth it. Oh my Fuck off, dude. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I already said this earlier. It doesn't matter. That's another one. I said few. So few is three. So I'm going to get one more. One more. 
um, pet peeve is that I attract girls that are so sweet and so innocent, but then so down on their, like, they don't feel good about themselves. They don't think that they are worth it. They don't think that they're beautiful. They don't think they're amazing. They don't think that they're capable. They don't think that they can do anything. They think that they are, they are not worth it. Especially with Bella, but a lot, some with Avery too. I feel bad for her because I can't truly express it to her in a way that she can understand or a way that she can fully accept. She is amazing. She is beautiful. She is awesome. She makes me get up in the morning every day. Even if my alarm is like, fuck you, it's 5.30. And I'm like, ugh, I wake up because I want to see her. She drives me to be a better person every day. Because if I'm not a better person, if I'm not the best version of myself, what am I doing to her? I'm cheating her out of anything. Why would she be choosing to date someone who's mediocre? You know? So I try to be the best version of myself. So yeah, those are a few of my pet peeves. There you go. If you ever want to piss me off, do that. Do that shit. Don't actually. Please. Next one. When have you felt the most proud and when have you felt the most challenged? When have I felt the most proud? Definitely when... I, I don't want to say something cringe like YouTube, but I really was proud of myself when my video hit 1,600 views today. That was really exciting. And my work actually paid off and I actually felt good about it, you know? It wasn't just throwing shit out there and hoping that it sticks. It was actually good content that was worth watching, you know? Um, another time I was proud is when... I chose to break up with Bella. And I've coped with it now. This episode, I've done my own therapy and coped with the fact that I did that and that I, I shouldn't have ever dated her. But think of it this way. If I had never dated her, I never would have learned that I was desperate for affection. And I was going to just choose the first girl that I saw that was affectionate towards me. Imagine if someone worse had come along, someone who had ill intentions, someone who wanted to do terrible things to me or say mean things to me or make me feel bad. Imagine how bad that would have been. I got very lucky. Could have gotten someone a lot worse. So that was the most proud. Uh, most challenged, definitely, in computer programming at school or when I'm making a YouTube video and I don't know what I'm doing. I really want to envision something. Like when I was doing my new intro, to the other day, I was doing an editing stream. It took me an hour to edit a, a, a six-second intro. I was so distraught because I couldn't figure it out, and I was challenged, and I was actually I was actually proud as well because I was challenging myself to something I'd never done before. That was so complicated that I had no idea what I was doing. To be honest, <laughs> it was so dumb. But yeah, that's challenge. That's proud. There you go. Next question: When you can't sleep, what keeps you up at night, and what has what is your hardest goodbye in life been so far damn double feature again ave good shit so what keeps me when i can't sleep what keeps me up at night youtube when i'm making a video and it's really prevalent in my brain i'm like oh i gotta do this or oh this is gonna be awesome or oh i'm so excited about this then i can't sleep we made a whole video about how youtube gave me insomnia uh that's on my channel and also not in a bad way that it keeps me up but it keeps me up sometimes that about avery I talked about her a lot this podcast. Obviously, I talk about her because she's so prevalent in my life. I talk about her so much, and I think about her so much that she sometimes keeps me up at night. Just a few minutes of me thinking, damn, I am so lucky. I am so great. 
that I attracted this girl who has no business dating me. Some guy who's just enough average, you know? And it hasn't gone wrong. Like, sometimes... <coughs> fucking nose is getting clogged. Sometimes... I wonder... There's no way this is all so good and nothing bad's gonna happen, right? Sometimes I doubt myself. I don't doubt myself when I'm with Avery. I know that. But I'm always second-guessing myself everywhere else. With YouTube, with school, with my friends. Miss my finger there. Jesus, I'm drunk. Or something. I'm not actually drunk. I was a joke. I was making a joke. <laughs> um, with, with my friend choices. With my uh, business choices. With my purchases. I'm always second-guessing myself. Because I'm always like, wait, was that the best decision? Because I've made terrible decisions before. Very terrible decisions. So I'm always on alert. Making sure I make the right ones this time. But with Avery, I never doubt myself. Unless she starts getting uncomfortable whether it's because of me or because of her, because of her, her family or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I gotta step in here and figure this out. So, my hardest goodbye in life so far. Definitely Chase. Avery knows Chase, I'm sure. I mean, she at least remembers him from when we were in fifth grade and he was still alive. He was my spirit animal. And for five years of my life, he was in it. And he was so loyal and so obedient to me. Even when he was mentally eroding, and we were taking him to the Med Express or wherever it was, he was growling at anybody who touched him. I walked up to him and gave him some pets, and he followed me down, the, down from the car to the hospital. He was so connected to me that he wouldn't be angry at me even when he was sick. There will never be a dog like Chase in my life. Not quite there. I'm not going to guarantee that because I hope it happens again. I hope I find a dog. I hope I find a dog that obedient and that kind and that genuinely awesome. Because then I'll lose them again eventually. Next question. Uh -huh. What's the worst decision you've ever made? And what's something you can you'd consider unforgivable? Ooh. Another double pound, double whammy, you know? It's a decision I, uh, what? A decision I regret? Worst decision you've ever made? Definitely deleting Motch on YouTube. Wish I kept all those videos, or at least downloaded them so I could watch them again on, on Mitchell Motch. I really wish I took the time to download those videos. Holy shit, I regret that. That's a big regret. Worst decision I've ever made is deleting Motch. Holy shit. One of the other, one of the worst decisions I made is dating Rachel. Because if I never dated Rachel, I never would have been deprived. I would have never been deprived of affection. And I never would have dated Bella. And then I eventually probably would have dated Avery. And I would have probably had almost no experience. But guess what? Neither did she. So we would kind of be goofing around and figuring it out on our own, right? That would be more wholesome, I'd say. More balanced. But, yeah. I don't want to say that's the worst decision I've ever made. It's not the worst decision. Definitely not the worst. And now, something you consider unforgivable. Definitely when you just are arbitrarily mean to somebody and you have no reason. Even if you have a reason, you shouldn't be mean to somebody because that makes you no better than they are. Whatever your reason is, it should not, over, it should not outweigh your reasoning. Okay? So that's just like, treat people the way you want to be treated, man. If you treat people like shit, don't expect them to not treat you like shit. 
So yeah, that's the one thing I got. Uh, what are your plans for the future? Upload more YouTube videos that are higher quality with more th good thumbnails and titles like I've been doing and getting more views, getting more subscribers, maybe getting monetized for the first time ever, dating Avery and continuing to build her up instead of other people knocking her down, making sure she knows that she's worth it and that she's loved, uh, getting paid and paying myself, making sure that I am continuing to better myself and physically, mentally, financially, and making sure that I'm continuing to do this podcast because this is fun. And we have officially passed an hour and 20 minutes. That's pretty damn long. This is the longest occasionally explicit episode for now until I pass that again. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, if you're really listening this far, thank you so much. Clearly you care a lot about this or you're just really interested in hearing my voice or you're just messing with me and you're going too far. <laughs> but thank you anyway. Okay, next question. Worst things that give you the ick? When someone says 3 a.m. in the morning, that, mm, that fucking sets me off. When somebody... You know, what gave me the ick the other time? It was a couple weeks ago. So I was, it was before indoor track had started, and I was still running home from school every day and walking neighbor to her car beforehand, and then running home to my dad's one day. This girl who was in the friend group that Bella was in back when I was in seventh grade was like hey Mitch because she clearly had or has a thing for me and I don't want to admit that like oh of course she does but it's true because I don't I mean I don't know why but I have a girlfriend and she was like I was dating Avery at the time and she was like uh do you want to do you want to kiss do you want to hold hands I was like no she was like, bye, Mitch. And she was with her one other friend. I don't remember her fucking name. But point is, you know, I guess I'm attractive. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I can't be certain of anything. I can't be certain of anything except for death, taxes, and my girlfriend is amazing. That's the three things I'm certain of. And yeah, that's the, that's the thing that gave me the egg. Is somebody wanting you, somebody wanting to, you know, just be anywhere near you while you have... A relationship that's already happening that gets me the gig that's the worst thing i think next question thoughts on racism sexism and other hateful things they all fucking suck they all suck they suck hey t Obbins, welcome truman or amber whoever is watching hey we are just about the end of the podcast we have one more or two more questions so you're tuning in just at the end, but you'll be able to listen to the full podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube Podcasts. Hey Truman, hope you're having a great night. It's a little late. I want to go to bed early unless you don't care. But um, yeah. Um, next one. Do you like to wear hats? I like to wear hats sometimes. I don't really have a reason to anymore. I wore hats before because my hair was long and I didn't want it in my face, but now I don't really care because my hair is, like, this long, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and my final question of the night, in an hour and 24 minutes and one second, do you like flannels? You know, sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes it gets really hot in a house or in a building or outside and you're like, oh, fuck this. Sorry, Truman. I should have warned you. This is occasionally explicit, so I sometimes swear. That's the name of the podcast. You would have been warned. Um, so yeah, with that being said, 
how many days is 100 hours? It's 4.17 days. So like four, four days and four hours, roughly. Yeah, a lot. So that 100 hours challenge, I'm going to do it at some point. I was going to do it over break, but we're going on vacation for break. So I'm going to do it at some point in the summer. All right. Well, with that being said, if you enjoyed this episode of Occasionally Explicit, you obviously did if you listened this far, make sure to follow me on Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or YouTube for podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, it's probably there. If you have some obscure one that I don't have, I'm sorry. I just put them on the main ones that I thought made sense. Wish I could put it on Pandora. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, if you enjoyed, make sure to subscribe as well because I make these every Friday on Mitchell Mach. It's on my YouTube channel. And uh, as always, I will see every single one of you capable, amazing people in the next episode of Occasionally Explicit. Bye-bye! Yeah.